It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the program. And with me in the KFG studios, my business partners and friends and fellow CFPs, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. So here's the question. What are the best strategies to use when saving up for retirement without having a 401k available at work? So whether your employer doesn't have one or for the times when you're at a new employer and you're not yet eligible, what strategies should you consider? That and more coming up on this hour. Hope you're having an awesome start to the year and, you know, recalibrating what your tax shelter strategy is, how much you're saving. That is that is something that you should recalibrate at the start of each year, if not other times. We're helping with that right now. If you have a question for the program, we'd love to hear from you. Or if you need any help, we're here as well. Call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyshow.com is where you can find us. And then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. Search the Wise Money Show. You can connect with us that way. Okay, guys. How many people, what percentage of businesses, let's say, offer a retirement plan at work? What would you guess? Without looking, what would you guess? 45. Okay. I haven't looked, but I think 37%. Okay. Roughly a third. So you're both terribly wrong. Like, (laughs) not even at the ballpark, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. You could look this up and get a bunch of different answers. The first one that I saw was was around 33%. But I think that's who has a 401k. Whoa. Yeah. There I are did. still pensions I, out there. I, I went over. Well. I should have bid one dollar. <laughs> if you, I, I would have won. I stumbled upon the the Bureau of Labor Statistics, and it's looking closer. Like about two thirds are covered by a retirement plan at work, and about fifty percent are defined contribution plans, which is geek speak for four hundred one k, simple IRA, four hundred three b, that sort of stuff. There is still a chunk out there that still has some legacy pension type stuff, but no other. 401k benefit. So you're saying two thirds of employees are covered by a plan at work. Essentially. Okay. Yeah. And even that, the, even though that's higher than what you guys were thinking, that's lo- I would have said 90%. Because 90% said, of the people you interact with every day isn't that have crazy? one, right? Yeah. yeah. And so if you find yourself in that percentage where you say, I don't have a 401k at work, then what do you do? What do you do? It's, it's, uh, and, and I'll tell you, and this isn't a show about politics, but the government has tried to step in this gap and say, we're going to solve this. And they've just done a terrible job, by the way. I don't, I don't think this is their solution, personally. So what do you do? And I think this impacts more than even just that one-third of those of you listening that say, I don't have a 401k at work. There's a lot of instances where you might not have one. Well, yeah, and I, I like how Kevin at the start of the show pointed out that it, it could be that you temporarily don't have one. You know, maybe you joined a new employer and you're you just have to wait a certain period of time before you can get enrolled. I mean, we see that all the time, right? Yeah. A client comes in and says they're changing jobs, and um, you know, we we need to help them figure out what are they doing with their old retirement dollars. But then one of one of the first questions is, well, how long is it going to be before you get to start up your contributions at work again? And it's common for it to be a bit of a wait. Although, I, I would say it, it seems to me to be uh, less 
often that people are having to wait an extended period of time. More and more employers are letting people in earlier, it seems. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, employers have decided to match their eligibility for health benefits with their eligibility for the 401k, and so um, to keep things more simple. Yeah. And but I, I, you know, and Mike, I'm not a big government guy, uh, but I I actually do think the the government is taking strides to facilitate. I'm I'm going to say better. Uh, options for at at work and and bigger buckets to put the money in and other things. It's um, I just I'm not I don't look to the government for the solution. Yeah. But I do I do think right now there's a set of tools that if you own a business and you said hey I want to create an opportunity for my em- employees to prepare for uh, an eventual retirement. There's there's never been a better time in the history of the world to get yourself and your employees prepared for retirement than today. Are, are you referring to a lot of the incentives that the government has put out there, tax savings, that sort of thing, credits and whatnot? Sure, sure. so there are some incentives out there, but there are also some structures um, that are available, a pooled employer plan, yeah. a multi-employer plan. And the 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 dif- dif- difficult thing um, about saying this is... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! So the, the the difficult thing about this is that if you are good at if you have a, a factory and you make widgets and you need a retirement plan, it's almost like you need to set up a second business. Yeah. Uh, and it's and so it's very it's it is very complex, and you do sign up for a lot of liability. And I've talked to many business owners about that, and I've I felt kind of the same myself when someone comes and says, well, you know, the, the, here are the issues. And you're like, well, you know, they haven't affected me, so I'm going to kind of just ignore it. Yeah. And, 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 and you, can't, you, you can't do that. So anyways, I, do th- I know this isn't the purpose of the show, but I do, I do think there are great opportunities right now if you're a business to set that up to facilitate it. But the question for today's show is what if you don't have that opportunity? Well, if you – if you own a small business, then you might have the opportunity to set one up. So we'll probably hit that later in the show if there's time. And actually, coming up in a few weeks, we're going to start a, a series on, uh, on small business financial planning. And we're going to dedicate one of the shows to what are the retirement options available to you and, and so on. And, um, but other times you're going to find yourself without a 401k or retirement plan available to you at work is if you're, um, you know, if you're part-time. Or if you are self-employed, just kind of hanging a shingle yourself. And so anyway, so what are your options? We're going to go through the, um, I would probably say this is the right order, if, but it just depends on your situation. And you've got to be working with your CFP. All of this is part of what Kevin has called your tax shelter strategy, which I think we probably need to rename that because it just sounds so geeky, but it is so critically important. What is your strategy for funding retirement, funding your long-term goals by using the tax system, the, the tax shelters that are available to you. So if you don't have a retirement plan at work, I think option number one is you've got to look at funding an IRA. And I'll just throw the other one in there as well, funding an IRA or a Roth IRA. So yeah. guys, if you don't have a 401k at work or retirement plan at work, are you limited on how much you can contribute into these? What's what's available to you via IRA or Roth IRA? 
Well, I, I want people to, as they're, as you're listening and you think, okay, well, I have a retirement plan at work and Mike is saying, if you don't, then you should contribute to an IRA. And so it's, it'll be easy to just right now in your mind say, well, I can do one or the other. Yeah. And what you want, what I want you to know is you can do both. So you can have a retirement plan at work and you can have a 401k, you can fully fund your 401k and anyone, even Bill Gates, I don't who's a big income person? Bill Gates was from the 90s. Elon Musk. Okay, if you're right. Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if you're Elon Musk and you make, I don't know, a gazillion dollars a year, you can contribute to a traditional IRA. Now, it wouldn't be deductible, and so you want to understand what the deductibility limits are and whether, because again, if it's a traditional, it's, e- it's either non-deductible or deductible. You're really yeah. like like you went working deep, yourself real fast. Down, down a rabbit hole here. Why? I, so let's step back for a second because the the beauty of an IRA is exactly what it stands for. It's an individual retirement account, right? You're not dependent upon your employer to set it up for you. You don't have to get permission from someone else, or it doesn't have to be part of their game plan to offer it to you or or some other group of people. No, this is your choice. You can go set up an IRA for yourself or your spouse. Um, you, you know, you, you can make this choice on your own and you're going to use the earnings, the, the wages, or as I often call it, the paycheck money that, that you've received, or even the profits from your side hustle. If you've got a side business that's treated as a qualifier that allows you to get into the game with an IRA or a Roth IRA, either way though, the, the point is this is something that you set up on your own. It's very simple to do. There's not a lot of complexity like there would be if your employer was setting up a 401k for you. And uh, the, the cool thing is is that you can contribute right out of your bank account. You could trickle money in every single month, just an automatic transfer of cash if you wanted to. Or you could write a check. You can transfer money one, one time a year. It's up to you. Here in the year 2024, the limit is seven grand though. Yep. So we're going to get into that and the funding and untangle what Kevin started sharing as well. So we got that and more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. What's your tax shelter strategy? And and especially if you don't have a 401k available to you or retirement plan available to you at work, it's even more important, it's more critical that you work with your CFP, look at all six areas of your financial life and come up with the right tax shelter strategy for you. We're helping with that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard and with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Find us online, wisemoneyshow.com and then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. Now, this is interesting. So we just passed the holidays. And I don't know who it was, but some a, a, a company I haven't looked. I haven't looked. It just put it in the break room. Um, sent some chocolates and goodies to Mark Bernard. And I, and I every time I hear myself say my name, I I wonder, am I Mike or Mark? I because I say it so quickly and I can't enunciate. So it's you've Mike. been misunderstanding your parents this I, whole time. Yeah, I have. I have. All right. So that's not what we're here to talk Mark about. Mark, it is. <laughs> so here we go. It, if you don't have a 401k available to you at work, it's even more critical that you're working with your CFP and exploring what options are at your disposal based on your tax situation, based on your goals, based on, I mean, there's six areas to everyone's financial life. We riddle, rattled off uh, in, in the break. It's going to, this is directly going to impact at least five of them. Yeah. 
your cash flow, so present financial position, yep. tax planning, that's what we're talking about. Yes. How are you going to invest the dollar? So investment planning, mm -hmm. saving up the right amount for retirement, so retirement planning, and then estate structure and all that sort of stuff, so estate planning. And I would argue, and we're going to share here in just a moment, I think it indirectly also hits the sixth area protection planning as well. It depends on the health insurance you have. So if so, first option I would look at, again, you've got to do this with your CFP. We're, we're not telling you to, to, to go it alone and, and that this is adequate. It's just giving you ideas. you got to look at IRA or Roth IRA. Josh left off with saying that limit for 2024 has increased to seven grand. It's finally a round number again. Mm -hmm. The catch-up contribution, <laughs> if you're experienced in life, age 50 or older, uh, you get an extra thousand on that. Come on. Now that's for 2024 and beyond. We're in this window of time where you can make a 2024 contribution, but you can also make a 2023 contribution and the mm -hmm. limit for last year, $6,500. Josh just hit himself on the microphone. It was hilarious. <laughs> that was great. I hope we have that captured in a video. Go to YouTube, check it out. Uh, $6,500 and then plus the thousand catch up. The issue Kevin was saying is, you don't. You can fund these IRA, Roth IRA, and you probably should, even if you do have a 401k. But if you don't, I would look here first. If you don't have a 401k and have earned income, you can contribute to an IRA or Roth, especially an IRA, and you can deduct it if you want to. If you have earned income, but your income is too much, you might not be able to do a Roth. That's right. So. And, and that's because of phase-out rules, right? Um, but that, that's why the decision on where you're going to contribute to retirement, it's not just what buckets are available to you. It's also, you know, consider the tax ramifications, as we were saying. Um, because not only do you have to consider, am I eligible, but which one's going to make the most sense today? Which one's going to make the most sense down the road? We're often talking about the difference between traditional retirement accounts and Roth versions of those same types of accounts. And basically saying that it's a, it's a decision between, do I want the tax savings now or do I want them out there in the future? Yeah. Right? Am I willing to pay the tax today when I know what tax bracket I'm in so that I can avoid the taxes in the future when I presume to be in a different tax bracket? And, or, or vice versa. And the, the strategy is unique to your situation. And I got to tell you, it can change from year to year as well. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so this has to be an ongoing decision and an actual process that you go through with your certified financial planner to make your decision every single year based on what you know of new and changing facts. Yeah, I think the big idea is because you say, well, if I don't have a 401k at work, what, why even a 401k? Well, because it's the tax shelter. Again, you can have before or after tax money in your 401k typically. And then you say, well, if I don't have the 401k, what would I be looking at next? And the next thing we would look at is a tax sheltered investment, which is the IRA. And that, again, is going to be dependent upon your income. Because, Josh, you're saying, well, you, you, you pick which one you want. You might not have a choice. Yeah. So you, you need to know for sure that you can fund it. And then it, what, what, how do you fund it? How do you invest it? All that stuff. That's where you want to be working with your, your certified financial planner to make those decisions. Because I found as we work with folks that are retiring, and one of the interesting phenomenons, my, most of, for most of my career, we, I worked with folks that were younger and had um, lots of time as they're getting ready for retirement. And it seems as though, uh, and this is anecdotal, but um, 
there are lots of folks that are getting kind of close to retirement that are showing up and saying, now I want a financial plan. I've, I've done it. And they've actually done an amazing job. They're really good at saving. Um, the folks that have the big chunks of money right now are the folks that didn't panic in the 2008 and nine Great Recession and watched these, these tremendous dips in the value of their investments. And now that they've come back and they've just left their stuff alone, now they're looking for financial wisdom and, and how do we do this? Mm-hmm. But I think the ones that are most satisfied are the ones that have saved in a number of different places, not just a foreign country, not just an IRA, but they've got other choices as well. Yeah. Some, somewhere along the line, they decided that they're going to prioritize retirement. They're going to be saving right off the top. Mm-hmm. That is one of the advantages of the 401k. So if you don't have a 401k, it, it is a bummer in a way because it's so easy to contribute right. to the, the 401k, right? Yeah. Right out of every paycheck, your employer is facilitating this steady and consistent contribution. And hopefully you've forgotten about it. You know, you made a decision, a really wise decision some time ago to get going on your own retirement savings. You put things in motion and then the machine keeps it rolling for you. You get used to living without that money. So what if you don't have a 401k though? How do you replicate that same goodness in your own financial life? Well, the the good news is that you can do that with a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. If you're eligible to contribute to those and you you set one up, you can put that on autopilot as well. Mm -hmm. It works a little bit differently. It it may not be coming right out of your paycheck, but what if your paycheck gets dumped right into your bank account, as it always has, most likely, and then on a regular basis, your bank sends money straight to your IRA or to your Roth IRA, again, without you having to reconsider it all the time, without re-deciding that you want to do this put it on autopilot, you can do that with both a 401k or an IRA. So is funding an IRA or Roth, is that enough? Is it enough? In your situation, is seven grand a year, does that ring the bell? Is that the target? As you've worked on your five-factor retirement plan with your CFP, is that the right number to fund? For many people, it might be, right? Um, It may not be for you. And and this is, we, we remind you of this every single year right now, I would consciously, if you do have a 401k or a 403b at work, go in and increase your contribution percentage 1%. You're not going to miss it. Yeah. You won't even be able to tell. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so, okay. If the seven grand plus eight, or excuse me, plus a thousand if you're age 50 or older, if that's not enough and you say, yep, here are you guys, I'm funding those, I'm doing that every single month, I'm going to max it out. What's next? Well, this is where I would say, the sixth area of your financial life, or normally in the order is second, protection planning, I would look at the HSA next, health savings account. Hang on, can we go back one second before no. you go on to HSA? Yes. Uh, just keep in mind, and this may not have been evident based on what we've been saying, if you are married, you may have an IRA available to you and your spouse. So it may be seven grand for you and your spouse, a total of 14,000. Does that get you closer to being able to be on pace for your retirement goal before you move on to some of the other tools? Yeah, and you do. Actually, if you, if you have at least 14,000 of income or 16,000 of income, that's the key. You each have a coupon. So the question is, are you gonna fill it up? 
And yeah. if you don't, it's it's use it or lose it. That's right. Kevin has sensory issues, and I think I've noticed this before, but I, I'm shocked that you're a coupon guy, not a coupon. Uh, I'm just <laughs> shocked by that. But the HSA is the next option. Now, is it just is it the same thing? Hey, as long as I have income, but maybe I'm not allowed to have too much, I can contribute to an HSA? No, unfortunately not. The eligibility is one massive one and then a trick, and that is the massive one. You need to have a qualifying high-deductible health plan. You, you need that. And if your health plan is not HSA eligible, you can't contribute to an HSA. That, that's it. So that's the big qualifier. Not an income requirement, not an age requirement. It's do you have this plan? And then the, the, the trick is, well, you can't have any other health insurance at the same time. And most people wouldn't. But uh, that allows you to contribute to an HSA. How should that factor in your tax shelter strategy and what other options are available? We got that and more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. If you don't have a 401k available to you at work, or even if you do, what should you, should you automatically just start putting money into an individual investment account or are there other options you should consider first? That's what we're up with right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on podcast, wherever you listen. Search The Wise Money Show, subscribe to it there, or follow us there, rate the program there as well. We appreciate it. All right, so we're talking about saving up for retirement if you don't have a retirement plan available to you at work. Even if you do, many of these same ideas still apply. And and again, that's where we're going to just come back and continue to rest on. You got to work with your certified financial planner, looking at all six areas of your financial life, and come up with your tax shelter strategy. What makes the most sense in your situation. And we've said it a gazillion times, Josh said it earlier, that could change, could change each year, could change when your income changes, job changes. You've got to revisit that that tax shelter strategy. Going into the, well, but if you don't have a retirement plan available to you at work, you've got to first look at IRA or Roth and determine which one's best uh, and most appropriate in your situation. And then next, if you've got a high deductible health plan, HSA more and more, I just view that as an incredible retirement vehicle. And Kevin, we were talking at the break about about flexibility. Mm-hmm. And the HSA, one of the drawbacks is uh, compared to the IRA or Roth is as soon as you turn fifty nine and a half, you can start pulling money out of your Roth IRA. That would we'd say that should be the last account you touch for most people. Yeah, but you can draw money out of your IRA. But you can pull money penalty. out of your Roth IRA basis anytime yeah i'd still probably wouldn't yes that's yeah that's true i wouldn't i wouldn't do that i would encourage you to wait no right right right. this this is not an endorsement yes um the hsa you can draw money out anytime to cover qualified medical expenses if you draw it out for any other reason there would be tax and penalty there is a unique rule most people don't know about this at age 65 uh, why 65 and not 59 and a half? Because they made it complicated. Keeping it simple. Yep. <laughs> um, you can draw money out of your HSA for a non-health, you know, qualified health purpose and pay tax on it, but not a penalty. So, yeah, you know, the thing that makes all of this possible or, or a great strategy is the invention over recent years of HSAs that can be invested. You know, early on when HSAs were created, for the most part, they were just a bank account that 
maybe earned a little bit of interest was all. Mm -hmm. And the the HSA was originally thought of as just an account to cover your medical bills as you incur them. But the way the law is written, you can reimburse yourself from this account, and it doesn't have to be in the same year that you spent the money on the medical care, right? So the, uh, the, the thing to keep in mind is that it opens things up for this to now be a longer-term vehicle, give it some growth potential, and when it's growing tax-free, like the Roth IRA, man, you really have to consider using this for retirement. Yeah. Uh, and, and if you do, you want to make sure that when an, a, a medical expense comes up, that you've got the resources there out of cash flow or out of other savings to cover those expenses. You don't want to invest your HSA and then have your kid break their arm, and then you've got to sell your, your, your investments in order to cover that cost. Uh, HSA contribution for 2024, that one has gone up as well. 4150, uh, they keep that simple too, is the <laughs> individual contribution limit. Um, if you are age 55 or older, you get an extra thousand. Again, that's not that's not simple either. Those are the individual uh, numbers. I don't have the uh, married memorized. I'm assuming 8300, something like that is probably the, the base. And then you, you could each, if you're each over 55, you could each do an extra thousand it's just you have to contribute it to your own HSA. So, all right. Yeah, that's 8,300. 8,300. Mm. Okay, so 401k or, or retirement plan available to you at work, great. If you don't have that, then you, you, you skip that step. You go right to IRA or Roth. Then you look at HSA. Then we were having this debate as well. I think you've got to look at what other tax shelters could possibly be available to you. I think one that we sort of jumped over, and it's kind of honorable mention here, so many people overlook their spouse's 401k. Mm-hmm. It's so many people, when they come in, a couple, and it's, well, he's got a 401k available, and so he's you know contributing 10%. I don't have a 401k available, so that's why we've just been funding it. Well, well, wait a second. So that means all of your income, you're not saving up the 10 or 15% or whatever your goal is. It, you're not saving that up on on your income. Well, shift his contribution to 20% instead of just 10. And max out the one that's available to you or or uh, leverage it for the couple as opposed to thinking of it, of it as just an individual. Yeah, I just met with a client this week who uh, they've been living off of the husband's income for years. And they're getting close to the college years. And, and their game plan is is that the wife is going to go back to work now to help fund college. And so in their minds, all of her income is just college income. And, you know, not losing sight of her retirement plans is really important in this situation too, because you could just get your blinders on, have every dollar that she's earning going towards the college bill and not realize, oh, you're leaving some employer match on the table at her employer as well, because you never even thought of getting rolling on, on retirement. Well, Fast forward past the the college years, if she's continuing to work, now maybe a huge portion of her income could be going into that retirement plan, and uh, and so you you don't want to lose sight of the fact that you may have more than just one four hundred one k, more than one employer plan available to you. Mm-hmm. Yep. So look at, and this is you know you got to look at all six areas of your financial life, and you've got to look at your entire financial life, not just sort of your own. Even though I and IRA is individual and and retirement plans are set up for one person individually. Tax shelters are in one person's name. But look at your entire financial situation. All right. After that, 
most tax shelters have been exhausted. 529 is a possibility for college, but now they've opened the door where you've got a, a, a bridge to move those dollars to a Roth out there in the future. So that maybe is something you should consider. But I probably before that, you got to just then say, my tax shelters are exhausted. If you need to save up more for retirement or have more resources that you could save up for retirement, an individual account or a joint account. Yeah, this is this is most common when your family has big income, right? Where if you were saving a percentage of your paycheck into a retirement plan and it maxes the thing out, you you hit the IRS's limits on how much you can contribute, but you're not on a pace to be able to replace the right amount of income for you in retirement, then you do have to look at other other tools. And the good news is is that you can open up investment accounts in your own name individually, or as a married couple, you can open them jointly. Some people even put them into a trust account so that it matches up with their estate planning. But the point is, is that it's not in an IRA. It's not in a Roth IRA, not in a 401k, not in any type of a tax shelter often. And that's okay because you can still find ways to invest tax efficiently or have a tax-sensitive approach, even though it's not literally sheltered away from, from the tax man. These types of mutual funds that maybe you're buying, or maybe you're buying some stocks or bonds or CDs, that kind of thing, as it earns interest, as it gains value and, and you buy and sell within this account, as it earns dividends, that kind of thing, all of that income is reported to you on a 1099, most often, and that has to then fall on your tax return. So you have to count it as income in the year that you generate the income. So you will be paying a little bit of tax along the way. Um, however, it's still a place to get yourself access to some growth, get access to that compounding interest that can occur. And that's really the magic of it all. You're, you're going to reach your longest-term goals by growth potential often driven mostly by the stock market, not by just accumulating some money in a savings account at the bank. And, and then here you go. You will have uh, one of the terms we use in our house is hustle while you wait. So if you've done that because you don't have a 401k available to you at work, you've been saving up. So you've been hustling while you're waiting. And let's say a few years later, you've got that 401k available to you. And now you start funding that thing and you no longer need to fund this uh, the, this this non-IRA account, and you can begin shifting these dollars from the non-IRA account over to the Roth because you're not contributing out of pocket there. You're contributing to your 401k. Or maybe you max out your 401k. That brings your income, your take-home income below where you were, you were hoping or needing it to be, and you actually live a little bit off of this joint account and play that shell game as Kevin talks about. And uh, so you've got choices. You've got choices if you're hustling while you're waiting, if you're proactive in your financial life and you're, and you're saving up. Now, there's a few other options available to you. You might be listening and saying, well, I do have that side hustle or I do run a small business. What are my options? So we've got that and more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Uh, every episode of the Wise Money Show, as well as a lot of other content, it's on the YouTube channel. Go check it out. Well over a thousand videos. If there's a financial question you have, situation you're facing, likely we've we've created content, valuable content about it and how to explore that issue and how it's connected to all six areas of your financial life to help you take your next wise step. So go to YouTube, search The Wise Money Show, 
subscribe to it there. Turn on notifications so you're made aware every time we drop new content as well. We appreciate that. All right. So all of this, the, the entire kind of topic today for the show has been saving up for retirement if you don't have a 401k available to you. This is a financial planning question. It absolutely uh, touches five of the six areas of your financial life. I think all six. And you've got to be working with your CFP on that, exploring what your options are. Now, those of you that have hung around in the in the conversation or maybe just tuning, tuning in now, but you own a small business mm-hmm. and you've always thought, well, we're too small to have a 401k or retirement plan, either because, Kevin, you brought it up earlier. Hey, it's it's just it's Greek to me. Right. You know, we make widgets. That is so yeah. complicated. Yep. I'm not doing this. Um, or, well, a couple of years ago, it was just me. Mm-hmm. And then we added an employee. And now we've got three employees. And I'm assuming the cost is too much, but I start to feel like I need to offer something. What what should you consider? Well, the, you should talk to someone who does employee benefits. And and really, you know, at Corum Financial Group, you could talk to any of our certified financial planners because they can help you understand and navigate the maze and what, you know, should I set up a, a, a SEP IRA or should I set up a single K? I, I, um, we worked with some folks who were actually wise money show listeners who had a single K and they were both fully funding it. So mom and dad are fully funding it. That's cool. Um, and I said, well, do you have any other employees? And they do. Well, you, Oops. you, Oops. yeah, well, you can't do that, but you, in reality, you can. There's a lot of things that you can do, and it's in, in theory, it's all legal to your audited. Yeah. So if no one ever catches you doing it, you're not going to get in trouble. Now, if you get caught, um, and I, it, it almost sounds sinister because these people, it's not like, well, they're, they're, they were even trying to get away with something. It's just they didn't understand what the rules are. And then they they had professionals that were serving them that were just doing. Mm-hmm. Not thinking and doing, just doing. And all they had to do was ask a simple question. Hey, do you have any other employees? Because as soon as you get that answer, bam. Now, the other question that I would ask now that I'm thinking about this is, do you own any other businesses? Yeah, my mind went there too. Yeah, because you do it for one, you got to do it for the rest. It and it th- there's more to it than that. But here's the great news: if you don't have a retirement plan, there's never been a better time to set up a retirement plan. You can get a credit, a tax credit, uh, to cover 50% of your startup costs, up to five grand a year for the first three years that you sponsor the plan. And if you have 50 employees or less, you can also have your the employer contribution can be covered. And so, I mean, there's some there's some pretty um, that part's amazing. Yeah. It it is. And so, if you if you're a small business and you say, "Hey, I don't I don't want to sign up for a retirement plan because I I don't want to have that expense." And that expense might be the first thing that goes out the window when times get tough. Well, if you're working with a, a financial planner, they can help you. You can get the benefits from the, the the tax benefits that are available to you right now and get enough money in that plan in three years so that the plan can be covered. The cost of the plan can be covered by the 
the people who benefit by the plan. Mm -hmm. And so because when that happens, when the costs of the plan are covered by the people who benefit from the plan, those plans stay in place through good times and bad. Yep, you're exactly right. And remembering why you're doing it as well. It's not just because there's a a tax incentive out there or or the government has made it a little bit easier to remain in compliance, that kind of thing. At the end of the day, the purpose of this plan is to help you and your employees get ready for retirement, right? Mm-hmm. Every employer that we ever talk to, they all want good things for their team members, don't yeah, they? Yeah. You know, they want their financial lives to be getting better, to have an upward spiral happening in in their life. In a retirement plan, is just an amazing tool to help facilitate that. Make it easy. It's it's like uh, in your break room having fruits and veggies sitting out instead of candy bars and chips and things. It just makes it easier to make a good choice. So if you want to make a great choice or e- make that easier for your employees, give them a retirement plan that they can just start trickling dollars into regularly and getting great investments available to them so they tap into the amazing compounding growth potential of the stock market. So the 401k is no longer out of reach for the small business. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And and, and you wouldn't have necessarily said that a decade ago or even a couple years ago. You you probably would have said, well, if you're a small business, you probably need to look at a simple IRA. Now, I don't want to say it like that, like, eh, that's a that's a bad thing. Simple IRA is a good plan as well. And um, they are now rolling out the Roth options for simple IRAs too. So that could be a good option as well. A couple of years ago or before these tax incentives, we would have said, oh, no, that's a great option. But you've got to look at both. And, and yeah. right now, 401ks have higher contribution limits and there's a little more flexibility. They're not as, as, as kind of rigid. And if you've got a lot of the cost covered through credits, my goodness, you got to. So, so Kevin's right. He started with. You got to you got to talk to a retirement plan expert. You, mm-hmm. you do. And um, and so now if you are self-employed mm-hmm. now, that sounds a lot like own your own business, but one has employees. And if you're self-employed, well, what if you don't have employees? If you don't, then you then you definitely have a great option in basic. I mean, there's a couple of great options. My favorite option is the the one man or one woman 401k call it a solo k there's lots of different there's lots of different terms for it Mm -hmm. but basically you get you can have a retirement plan the only thing that i would uh be considering and if you're listening right now and you say oh yeah cool i've got one of those just make sure you're filing a form 5500 if you get more than 250,000 in your plan because at that threshold then you've got to do something about it it's just another reason why we encourage people to not go it alone, right? Have a guide who's helping you not just make great decisions for your financial future, but also to stay in compliance. You know, missteps along the way, just sins of omission, not even sins of commission right. can still set you back, right? And it's unnecessary. You you, you don't want to get tripped up along the way while you thought you were doing all the right things and... Uh, and pointing yourself in the right direction, your, your guide, your certified financial planner is there to be a part of your life and to help make sure each step you're taking is one in the right direction. Yeah. Single K then or solo K or solo 401K or, or whatever. It's got a lot of names. That's a great option if you don't have any employees or if it's just you and your spouse. That's a great option. Another option 
It's a SEP IRA, Simplified Employee Pension. Now, I, I like we like the single K above that, but in certain instances, that can the SEP yes. can make a lot of sense depending sure on the other options that are available to you. If you have employees and you don't have Thanksgiving dinner with them, you're probably <laughs> not looking at a SEP. Uh, meaning, what I mean by that is, if you have a SEP and, and you have employees, if you're going to make a contribution to one person's account, you've got to make that same contribution to everyone's. So it's not a match. It is just a... It's essentially like a profit-sharing contribution. Yeah. And what you do for one, you have to do for all. So most commonly, we see a SEP IRA being used by uh, someone who either just has their own small business with no employees, they have a side hustle, that kind of thing. It gives lots of flexibility on the timing of when you make that contribution. You could wait until your taxes are all prepared and you have a good sense of how the year shook out and then choose to make the contribution. So a fantastic tool. It's just we usually limit its use um, so that you, you don't end up spending more dollars than what you, you even intended on retirement contributions. The only time I've seen it uh, recently is for a, a family business where mm -hmm. it's no one but family works in the business. And, and now even that, I would say, gosh, with these incentives, I look at 401k. So work with your certified financial planner. What's your tax shelter strategy? Does it include a 401k or does it not? And what other pieces should you add to it? That's the job of your CFP. Work with them. All right. That's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, all of us at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. I can't believe it. Coupon. I wouldn't have expected it. I think I grew up as a coupon and switched to coupon. Is somewhere. it a Michigan thing? I don't no. know. I, I don't know. Do, I don't do know. you do, have you ever had split pea soup? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you've had split pea soup. I think you've had chicken noodle soup. I don't, I don't think you've ever had tomato soup. Are you kidding me? Come on, Michael Paul Bernard. I'm going to start calling you Mark. It's, it's Mark. Yeah. All right. Come on, Mark. No, the only thing that I would say. Uh, it's not Michael Pohl. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, okay. On a more Good rebuttal. Uh, it, 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 you don't it, have a response to that. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right, I'm not going into Never Neverland. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.